Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Almost 30 podcast. It's Lynn's another solo, baby. Not just any solo, but my last solo before I give birth. It's kind of surreal. I'm recording this a few weeks out and ooh, just feeling... Feeling all the feels. I'm I'm definitely aware that I am like walking into the birth portal. <laughs> Can't describe it as anything else because it feels like I'm literally being beckoned into this transformative experience before it even happens. Almost like being in the energy of the birth before it even happens. And yeah, I'm just like very I'm very present to it and super sensitive in in all the in all the ways you can be sensitive. I feel like I'm crying at every little thing, which kind of feels good to be honest. And slowing down, physically slowing down. I am not feeling this sense of urgency to get every little thing done and created before the baby arrives, which I had been feeling for a while. I'm very much at peace with what gets done will get done. I will try my absolute best, but I trust this whole process because this has not only been a process of creating a human being, but this has been a process of having complete trust and reverence for the timing of my life and the timing of everything that arrives in my life and that I do in my life. Yeah, I'm clearly reflective right now. <laughs> and I wanted to do a solo on what pregnancy and preparing for birth has taught me about life. And I know not everyone out there is pregnant or wanting to eventually become pregnant. I totally am aware of that. And so this episode is for everyone because I feel like I have gleaned some wisdom that I know y'all will appreciate hearing or being reminded of. And even if just one thing lands, then perfect. That is my goal. And I'll just give you a little bit of insight into my experience, though I will be doing more content around my pregnancy experience on my own personal Instagram and website and soon to be YouTube and all of that. So look forward to that. I'm excited to share. But I did want to sit down and reflect before I give birth. So where shall we begin? All right, let's start here. So Pregnancy is the ultimate creative process, what I realized. It is what feels like a metamorphosis of the soon-to-be mother. It is a period of shedding and deconditioning and complete rewiring and rejiggering of 
all that she knows, not to sound dramatic, but it's kind of true. And it's for a reason. It is for a reason to be able to step into this new season and to care for and bring in this new life. It is for a reason. If I were the same person before, during, and after pregnancy, this just wouldn't work. So if you feel like in your life now, you are moving through an intense period of transformation and change, there is a reason why. And part of the reason why is so that what is coming in and coming through can be held by you. And the change and transformation ensures that you can hold it. So just know that not only are you capable, but this intense period that you're going through is so purposeful. Early on in pregnancy, I learned quite quickly that my ability to be present for what is created more patience within me, which allowed the process to happen as naturally as possible. Okay, let's break that down. Early on in pregnancy, it's incredibly hard to be present. So many things change. You generally don't feel very well. I felt like shit. I was incredibly tired. I was nauseous most days, almost all day. I was experiencing just different body sensations. I was burping all the time. I was gassy. I was seeing changes in my body. I was experiencing different pains and shifts in my physical body. It was quite the experience. All to be expected, right? Like none of this was mm, the overall changing was to be expected. But what I didn't expect was my mind to have so much to say about it. And so if you're finding yourself in a period of intense change right now, physically, emotionally, spiritually, environmentally, any big change, notice what your mind is saying about it. Because that really colors your experience. So I would monitor my mind and just take note of what it was saying about these changes. For example, my body was changing physically and I had the thought on the daily of like, will I ever have my body back? I'm nervous. Will I ever look like I did? Will my husband look at me differently? You know, what does that mean for me? I was someone who is so embodied and so I took care of my body. You know, I was really, I, I, I loved my body. And so to have it change initially, I was like, okay, okay, it kind of rocked my world. But I would sit at night kind of overwhelmed by how active my mind was and I would return to a really simple practice. And I would lay in my bed and I would lay my hands on my body and I would just breathe. And I would just find presence in my body rather than follow my mind and the loops that it was on. And when I did this, my body began to talk to me. And, you know, I wasn't hearing voices, right? But 
if you do this exercise, if you do this practice, you might just have this like sudden knowing and sudden understanding. And my sudden understanding was that my ability to be present in this process is going to create a lot more patience. And patience is going to soothe my nervous system. And soothing my nervous system is going to allow the intricate, complex, almost miraculous processes that are taking place to happen as they should. And so I got this download all in one instant, right? And I understood that if I were to make presence a practice during this pregnancy, didn't mean to alliterate, but here we are, I would be able to foster the type of patience that is going to serve me as a soon-to-be mother, that would serve me as a lifelong creator, and that would serve me as a human being who lives in a world right now where we see things and other people's processes happening so quickly, seemingly. But I would be able to be patient with my process. And I understood in that moment that that would also affect my health in the best way. That I would be able to have generally a really steady, calm nervous system, which we know really affects all systems of the body. So it was this kind of chaotic time in pregnancy where everything's changing and you don't know which way is up and you just want to get to the other side that I was taught and shown just how important presence was. And it really hadn't hit me like that in any other experience before pregnancy. It had to be pregnancy to show me how important presence is and to be able to practice it every day because I had to. I still have to. And so now it is a way that I feel like I ground myself every single day. What I also learned is that, you know, pregnancy is this just ultimate creative process. And it's taught me so much about other creative processes. So if you are someone out there who wants to create something, maybe write a book, maybe you want to make music, maybe you have an idea for a product or a company I know it's really tempting to plan out steps A, B, C to get to D. And while I don't knock planning and steps and strategizing, I do think that we limit ourselves when we believe that we should do this, create these things quickly. 
in the nine plus months that I have been pregnant, I've just learned the the value of giving a creation space and time and breath to actually take place in a way that is natural, that is coming from you organically rather than rushing. And when we were trying to get pregnant, there was a period where I felt incredibly impatient about it. I'm like, I know how to do this, right? Like I'm okay. We put this in the hole and we, (laughs) so I knew the steps, but there was some unknown to my mind, unknown parts of this creative process and complex energetics that I wasn't accounting for that caused the process to take a little bit longer than was comfortable for me. And I will never, ever forget it. I will never forget the feeling of being so impatient and so frustrated and so like, well, what's wrong with me? And am I doing something wrong? And what's wrong with my body? And da, 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 da. And I know a lot of you out there who might be wanting to become pregnant are nodding because it is. It's just, it's a total mind fuck. And what I learned is that there are just so many parts of a creative process that we as humans cannot control and not orchestrate. What we need to do is lean back a little bit, step back and allow some of the, what I will call like magic to actually take place. And so much of that is an energetic orchestration that you won't be able to see. You might be able to feel, but you won't be able to see, you won't be able to calculate, you won't be able to pinpoint. But with space and time, it happens. And eventually, we did get pregnant. And then I was thrust into a whole other version of that patience initiation. So all that to say, (laughs) the mind will say so much about a process. It's not going fast enough. We need to cut out these steps. We need to get there quicker. This is uncomfortable. Let's get out of this. Let's get on the other side of this. The mind will give it so much charge. And the mind will cause kind of these heightened emotions to run the show. But the heightened emotions come about because you're believing the mind. But in a creative process like pregnancy, I was being called to just trust my body. Trust my body to do what it knows innately how to do, which is to build a human, (laughs) among many other things. And I learned that, yes, the mind can benefit the body. Absolutely. But there are times when the mind needs to step out of the way in the creative process and take a break so that the body, your intuition, your soul can really step forward and show what it does so well. And in a creative process, 
that is how the most authentic art is created. Okay, I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, Yesterday, I did a pep talk uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just... I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, It's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. I am juggling quite a bit lately. I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 
12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets, whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3 and 8. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. All right. Let's step out of the creative process for a moment. <laughs> I feel like I hit that home. <laughs> hopefully, or maybe beat it a few times. In this process of preparing for birth, for somewhat monitoring my pregnancy, I have chosen to have a pretty balanced approach for our first child, first pregnancy. And for me, very high level, simply that means I have a doctor, I have an OB who I've seen for kind of that Western medical attention. And I also have a doula on our team who has been preparing both Sean and I for birth, who will be there for labor and delivery and for postpartum. And I really checked in with myself about this. I'm someone, people are like, you're giving birth at home, right? In a pool, in a thing, or in a forest or something. And I'm like, you know, maybe one day, I have no idea. But for this first birth, I checked in with myself early on. And I checked in around, would I be more stressed if I were to give birth here at home? God forbid something happened. And while I'm not one to focus on what could go wrong at all, I think I do know your brain changes when you become pregnant and you're becoming a mother, your brain absolutely changes. And it became, yeah, just a thought in my mind that was really strong. That was like, you know what? It would actually make you feel more at peace and comfortable to give birth in a hospital, but to have the support of the doula and also the support of your OB in the ways that you would like to give birth. And so I'll do a deeper dive on this eventually because I haven't given birth yet and I would love to just have that experience and then be able to holistically share with you the prep and the experience. But 
what was important to me is that I approach birth wanting to do it naturally. And this is not to knock anyone who wants to use medication or anything like that. My whole thing forever and always is please trust yourself and do what's best for you. And so what was best for me is to prepare for birth, prepare for a natural birth. And I did that with hypnobirthing. I did that by just learning as much as I can about a hospital birth and the ways in which I can support myself and my partner and baby in having a hopefully zero intervention birth. So no medication, no pressure to speed up the birth, just really allowing, like we were saying before about the body, letting my body do what it knows how to do and really getting out of the way, which leaves medical professionals not much to do. But I wanted to prepare and be able to communicate my needs and preferences as it relates to my vision for birth and the process of preparing for those conversations and establishing those preferences taught me more than I ever thought it would. I am someone who is definitely a recovering people pleaser and is also someone who gets a little nervous about being so clear on my preferences for fear of what other people will think, how it'll make them feel. Um, Do they agree? Do they not agree? I've gotten better over the years, but I really feel like this birth will be an initiation to a whole other stratosphere of standing by what I desire and what I believe. And I'm really excited for it, but it hasn't come without Yeah, a bit of just like old patterning around saying how I feel and asking for what I want. And so I just encourage you, if you are at a point or like a precipice where you are really being called to more clearly define what is important to you, what your preferences are, what you desire in life to the people around you, most likely the people that care about you, most likely the people that you see most often or who are influences in your life or daily goings on. Just know that your ability to do this and practice this will create a completely different reality. Your ability to practice communicating your preferences, embodying your values, and very much being so present that you're able to establish what's important to you in the moment is going to not only shake things up, Because people will be like, oh, okay, this is new from you, which they will get over. But most importantly, this will just put you in a position 
to not be at the mercy of your own submission around people. And I think for me, it's been an incredible test within the Western medical system. And again, I have respect for it, but I am also a crunchy ass soon to be mom. (laughs) And I like a little balance. So it's been a test. I recently had my birth preferences meeting with our OB and his wife, whom I, I love them both. I love them both. They're so quirky and have been so amazing and accommodating and open to my questions around more holistic approaches, around my preferences. But in this birth meeting, I, and I'll eventually share my birth preferences with y'all, I shared like this three-page document of all of my birth preferences. And it was three pages because I felt like I had to be as thorough and as clear as possible. And when you, you know, in my case, I want to give birth in a hospital And I also want to just be very clear about what I don't want, what I do want, how I ideally would love for things to flow. Granted, I do know (laughs) that you have to prepare for the unexpected. I get that. But you can also have preferences and you can also have expectations. Both of those things can be true. So I've had a lot of people say, sometimes the plan doesn't go according to plan. I'm like, totally. I agree. I've been there. Life's like that. (laughs) And going into this experience, I feel it necessary and more than acceptable that I have preferences, that I have expectations. Because I... I really believe that my training for this and my mindset around this is going to bring me as close to that experience as possible. I really believe that. Anyway, so in sharing these preferences with my doctor and his wife, who is the nurse at the office, while they were overall supportive and understanding and accommodating, I did feel like there were points in which they were like, Yeah, okay, but, you know, I just want to say that, for example, I just don't want to be asked about, like, how much pain I'm in. The hypnobirthing method, there's a total relanguaging that happens in the hypnobirthing method where it's not really about pain, it's about sensation. And while I know that sounds like a little like, okay, To reprogram the mind in this way absolutely affects the physical. So I am a true believer. And so I was just like, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to be asked about my pain like every 20 minutes. I will let you know if I need pain management, but we're going to stick to just intensity or sensation. Like I just don't want to be asked about pain. And she was like, well, you know, like the nurses might say the word pain and I was like, okay, okay. Like they're human beings and they are used to 95% of patients like being super easy and just doing whatever they're told. And I'm like the 5% coming in and being like, I have preferences around these certain things. And I don't think it's like a very 
hard preference <laughs> to to request and maybe adhere to, but I just what I felt in that moment was part of why I had not expressed my preferences in the past in life, where it made someone else feel uncomfortable, where it was outside someone else's comfort zone. And I was really proud of myself in that moment because I said to her, I get that. I'm not asking for perfection. I'm not asking for them to be stressed about the types of words they're using. But I want them to be aware of this preference because I am someone who has trained for this and has trained to manage this intense sensation and to bring me out of what I will be in basically deep, deep meditation, hypnosis, whatever you want to call it, to be brought out of it and just ask like, okay, where's your pain? One to 10. Tell me, where is it? Like, is not helpful. And it's actually not helpful for anything that they need to be doing because I'm not going to be using any pain interventions or anything like that. So that is just an example of how I am finding myself gaining more and more confidence in speaking up for what I prefer and what I expect. And I don't have to be sorry about it. And neither do you. And that was like a silly example, but I have a feeling that as a new mother, there are going to be many moments where I embody the mama bear, embody that, oh, yeah, I will not, I will not compromise just because this is a preference or an expectation that others are uncomfortable with. If this is best for me and my child, et cetera, me and my family, then that is what it is. And so it's this overall practice that I know will just change my life. And I'm really excited for it because I'm kind of done. I'm kind of, no, I am done with that part of me who kind of finds her feet in both camps, that Libra rising part of me that is like, well, okay, I understand how you're feeling and I don't want to upset you. And who's always finding the balance, who's always wanting to accommodate everyone involved at the expense of her own preferences. That is a sermon to say you are allowed to have preferences and expectations. You are allowed to communicate them. And you are allowed to say, I understand that things might not go that way, but this is important that I communicate this. And it's important to stand by it. That is the ultimate practice. It's like the ultimate meditation to stand by how you feel and what you desire, even when the winds of influence are really, really strong. Like in the medical world, because they are strong. I expect going into birth that there will be moments that I feel pressure to do something, to say yes to something. And so long as I am prepared and clear on what my rights are, what my preferences are, and what's possible, and that I can take, you know, a moment to talk to my husband and the doula 
and really confer with my doctor about all options, I can do that. And I don't just have to say yes because I feel pressure. I feel like they know better than me. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. My intuition has never been stronger. This is my next point. If you are being rocked by change and transformation, what is also happening is your intuition is wanting to come forward even stronger. You might feel lost. You might feel like which way is up. You might feel frustrated. But what's actually happening is your intuition is trying to find you in a different way and for a purpose that is, from that point on, lifelong. It wants to be connected to you like it has never been connected to you, and it wants you to remember the feeling. So during pregnancy, I've just felt like my intuition is on a whole other level. And perhaps because I've been forced to slow down and to really be reverent to this whole process and this whole like unknown that I'm in. And really my intuition has been my guide. It's like my compass. It's not my mind. My mind can't figure this out. It's been my intuition. And so actually, it's kind of been a relief. I think leaning on our intuition is actually a relief. It gives the mind a chance to just rest. We can say, hey, take a load off. You don't need to figure it out. And when we tune into our intuition, the feeling When we allow ourselves to experience and feel what's coming up, we are given a deeper understanding of what is. If we solely use the mind, depend on the mind during intense periods of change, 
the mind is simply going to go on what the past proves. But we're in a completely new moment. And for me, this is a completely new era. And so if I were to define what's happening now by what happened in the past, it wouldn't compute. It wouldn't make sense. And so my intuition has really been leading me to my new future. It hasn't been about traditional planning or strategizing. It's been about trusting my intuition moment to moment. Sometimes I can't get past this afternoon. (laughs) I can't get past tomorrow. It's literally moment to moment. And so, yeah, I will just say like the level of intensity that you're feeling in the season that you're in, just know that part of that intensity is your intuition trying to speak to you. And if it's been a while since you and your intuition have connected, it's going to feel wild and crazy. But it's coming through. So see if you can find quiet and stillness to connect and see what's coming up. Part of what my intuition has led me to understand during this period is that parts of me are dying. It's a death party, baby. As much as it's a birth party, it is a death party. And so I've really had to sit with that because I think parts of me that are dying are ready to die. They are ready to be shed, to be laid down. And so it's been so important for me to change my perspective on the death occurring in this cycle. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But I think the actual process of the death causes a bit of pain, especially in the ego. So for example, and I hope I can articulate this in a way that is clear, but there are parts of what I've dreamed of doing with my life. There are parts of me that I thought would be just anchors in my identity, whether it's like a famous singer or an actress or whatever it is, mainly concerning career. That even though I haven't really dipped into those arenas in a while, the podcast has been such a big focus. I believe that they like kind of still lived in my field. And while I certainly know I will be making music one day and creating in different ways, what's asking to be shed is this very specific attachment to how these dreams, how these visions for myself, how these identities are supposed to manifest and play out. And so I'm being asked to let it go completely. And I've had a lot of resistance around it because I'm like, I don't want to lose myself in all of this. You know, what does that mean? Is it just another thing that I haven't completed or Is this another dream that I've kind of let die and will be ashamed of and 
what does this mean? And I spent a lot of time trying to make meaning of it. But I think in this process of pregnancy and realizing that there is a beautiful cyclical nature to our lives, we are in constant death and rebirth cycles, constantly. It's like a circle. And so to surrender these aspects of myself now feels incredibly important in order for this birth to be all that my soul is desiring it to be. This birth of mother, this birth of this child, this birth of aspects of me that I haven't met before. I am being asked, it's really required of me to lay down these other very specific manifestations that I thought I was going to bring through this life. And it's felt really good to like be ready to let them go. And it's felt even better to stand in this welcome energy of like, okay, this new iteration, this new, new, new me, I'm ready for you. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to meet you and get to know you and hold space for you and cheer you on and support you. And I think what's been, I think what's been challenging or the resistance that I'm feeling coming up around that is, is being, and I feel emotion coming up, is being a mother going to be enough? I feel like I've been in just this long era of hyperachievement and showing what I'm made of and capable of creating and being and impacting. And there's this fear that I've been just sitting with, brought to therapy and have been seeing it for what it really is, that this fear of what if motherhood fulfills me more than any of that stuff? Is the world going to be okay with that? You know, and I think there's that part of me that's like, very logical in the sense of like, who cares what the world thinks? Like, I'm good, <laughs> you know? Like, fuck them. But there's this subconscious part of me that really cares and is concerned. And I just thought about how I don't think there's a lot of focus on people say, 
Well, we are moving from maiden to mother. I don't think there's a lot of focus on and reverence for the mother. I see a lot of respect and praise to the mother that can retain the maiden within her. I see a lot of praise for those who can do it all. Be the mother, run the business, create the thing, impact in this way. By the way, I am not knocking it. (laughs) What I am highlighting is just the lesser felt reverence for motherhood, solely motherhood. And for someone like me who feels like I am about to step in, this is what I'm talking about with like late pregnancy emotions. <laughs> I'm crying at everything. I'm about to step into my greatest purpose. And will that get the validation that I think my ego needs? (laughs) Probably not. And I think that's what I'm just, what I'm realizing and understanding and becoming okay with. So, I don't know how we got here. (laughs) But there is a death and rebirth cycle happening always. And so can we bring in more appreciation for what was once alive? And reverence and appreciation for its need to be shed and put down for it to die. And reverence and appreciation for what is coming through What is being birthed? Can we hold it all? Can we hold both the death and the birth? Can we allow our feelings about it to be fully felt and not overanalyzed? Like I just (laughs) fully felt like I just did with y'all. So I'll just leave, I'll leave that there. Would love to hear your thoughts. You can DM me. You can share this online and start a conversation because I don't have the answers, but it's just such a a potent part of this process for me right now. And I think I want to end just with a piece on partnership in times of intense change and when you're kind of standing on the edge of like, oh, we're about to, everything's about to be different. (laughs) So whether that's partnership with a friend, family, with your romantic partner, I'll be talking about me and Sean. Moving through this alongside someone that you love and trust, moving through any intense metamorphosis 
is one of the greatest gifts that you have as a human being. We are relational beings. We are meant to be seen and witnessed, and we are meant to see and witness, and we are meant to love through these moments and hold through these moments. And I realized that any ounces of perfectionism that I had lingering crumbled in the wake of experiencing lots of imperfect, challenging, gross, hard moments with Sean during this pregnancy. And it wasn't hard between us. It was hard for me to be going through this and be seen. But he, as he always has, saw me fully and continues to see me fully and is so supportive of the difference and the change day to day. His nervous system is so rock solid. It is wild. And what I learned is that being around someone like him who is truly my rock helps me to embody more of that rootedness, that presence, that acceptance and confidence in what I'm going through. And so not only I think should we seek that in partnership and friendship, but I believe that we can communicate with our partners to establish that type of container. And so communication has been something that I've just, I've learned with Sean early on, but during pregnancy, it's like I'm going to level four, five, and six. He can't read my mind. He's never been able to read my mind. And so for me to communicate honestly how I'm feeling, what's coming up in terms of insecurities and fears and everything in between has just brought us so much closer, has brought him into a new understanding and love for me and vice versa. And it has also primed us to be parents. It's a huge part of the priming process, I believe, is this pregnancy alongside people that you love. And it really helps to establish lines of communication, standards by which we connect and we are honest and we express our desires and our fears. And I believe it's creating grooves in our brains that will last us a lifetime. I will never forget this period. And so I know it's really tempting to, during intense periods of change, to isolate and not want to bring people in because it's too much for them, because it's a lot, because you don't want to be seen, because it's embarrassing and shameful, because you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to be told you don't know what you're doing or you don't want to be told what to do. 
but we need each other. And so asking for help, asking for support, seeking relationships that you trust, that you can be yourself in, that you can be imperfect in and still be seen and respected and loved. Everything (laughs) in this process. If you come out of this intense change out on the other side and you're completely alone, having not experienced this in any shape or form around with or connected to other people, it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, I've done that before and I've just felt misunderstood. I felt like people don't really know me because I didn't bring anyone into my process. And so I've just, I've really opened the door and especially with Sean and it's taught me so much about how I want to show up for him during seasons of change too. So that was a lot. And it felt like a an episode hosted by a pregnant brain. So my prayer is that something did land. It felt good to sit here with you all. It felt good to share parts of my experience on what pregnancy and preparing for birth has taught me about life in general. I will be sharing more, more details. Yeah, just more of my experience and process after baby. That's if you didn't know or don't follow me on social media, that's kind of, yeah, been my thing. I just, I don't like to process too much in real time with you all. I will sometimes, but it's very intentional when I do. It's important for me to be in my process, present for it with my intimate people around me, friends, family, Sean. And I really just love y'all for respecting that. So stay tuned for more post-baby. I am entering the birth portal ready and excited, nervous, but really confident overall. Really, really confident. All right, my loves. Thank you so much for listening to this solo. If anything landed with you and you want to pass this on to someone, it means the world when you share these episodes. And if you want to learn more about Almost 30, go to almost30.com. We have an incredible membership that I talk about a lot. It's just, it's this place where you can choose your own adventure, no matter where you are on your path. It is a resource. It is a community. It is just an anchor in your monthly work. It fits in perfectly. You won't be overwhelmed. It'll just be an ad to what you already have going on. And I've spoken to so many of you in the membership and just the ways in which you have just gained more confidence and clarity and fun, cultivated more fun on your path. And it just makes me so happy. So learn more about the membership at almost30.com slash membership. And you can follow me on Instagram at Lindsay Simsick. I would love to hear from you if any parts of this episode resonated. Again, I appreciate you following along with my with my pregnant brain, but that was all, yeah, that was all from the heart and truly how impactful this experience has been thus far. So I just can't imagine once the baby's here, holy moly. 
Holy moly. I love y'all. I will see you on the next one. Until then, be well, my babies. I'll see you soon.